0: Welcome to Unity Lutheran Church. We're a one-church, two-campus ministry located in Brookfield, Wisconsin. This podcast comes to you from our pastors, John, Sherry, Muriel, and Jennifer. It's part of our Renew ministry that helps our congregation renew spiritually and in community. We're in a podcast series called Sins and Virtues. Together, we look at words that describe us and talk about their benefits and their challenges in our lives of faith. We explore how wonderfully God made us and gives us tremendous capacity for good. That's our virtue. And we explore our dark sides, our sinful ones, and the ways in which we are challenged with both. Thank you for joining us for our second week in our Sins and Virtues podcast. This week's topic is forgiveness. I am Pastor Jennifer, your host. Leading us in conversation are myself, Pastor Jennifer, and Pastor Sherry. Welcome, Cherry.
1: Good to be here with you this week. Let's do our best to talk about forgiveness in the next few minutes.
0: I'm sort of exploring this idea of forgiving other people versus being forgiven ourselves. Do you have an idea of which one would be harder and which one would be a vice and which would be a virtue?
1: Well, I think forgiveness is probably a virtue, I would also just say that I think it's one of those things that we sometimes put too high on a pedestal that uh, makes it either hard for us to live out in the course of our lives or, or, or sometimes we physically don't recognize its importance.
0: Well, let's pick one. How about forgiving others?
1: Forgiving others. Well, I have to say I hate the phrase forgive and forget. Uh, Because I think that does an injustice to uh, what forgiveness is all about. Um, I think, you know, when when you have been hurt by someone in your life, either uh, by something that they have said or something that they have done, it's really hard to forget those things that have happened.
0: Well, and it does put the burden onto the one who's been wronged as opposed to the burden onto the one who's done something wrong. Sure, I can see that.
1: So I, you know, I just, I think, you know, forgiveness is... When you think about forgiveness, I think it's really about this relationship and how you see it between two people or between us and God. Um, and when something has, has been um, hurt or you know, when, when people have been wronged in some way, it, it causes a break in that relationship. And sometimes, um, sometimes it's really easy to recognize that or make that relationship restored. And then sometimes it's not. Sometimes we're not able to have the person that has hurt us actually acknowledge what they've done and seek forgiveness on our part through lots of very different reasons, whether um, because they've died or because of their own inability to, to see what what they have done or through illness. Lots of different things. And so I think first of all what makes the topic so hard is that there's all these different levels of forgiveness. There's the day to day stuff that happens when we say things, we do things that hurt one another, that um, you know, cause disruption in our relationships and the
0: ones that are blips, but then yeah, over time they sort of pile up and become yeah. something huge
1: and then there's also like these really major grievances that you know that happen in in our world and you know where there has been a major break in a relationship that you know, may not be able to be restored at that point so you know, maybe I mean, we should talk about for
0: one second because you said something really awesome that that forgiveness frees us to be more fully in relationship in its total virtuous way. When we, when, we, when we embody forgiveness in the way God intended it, we are then freed to be more deeply in relationship have a stronger foundation for our relationship together. Is yes. that you meant? Yes. Yeah. I mean, okay.
1: you know, take, for example, the passage in, in Matthew 18, where if you have, you know, something that has been done or said, you know, a, a person has, you know, made a wrong against you, what do you do? You should go and talk to that person. Yeah, and how hard is that? It, it's very hard, and I, and I think... At, you know, the most basic level, we avoid that because it's really difficult to have conversations. It's really difficult for people to share their feelings with other people. And so sometimes it's easy for us to dismiss it and go off on our own way, but we hold on to that resentment of what's been done but we don't communicate that with the person. And so the person might not have any idea that they have even done anything that has hurt us. And so, again, it causes that distance in a sure. relationship. And so I think for all of us to, to really struggle with how do we live that passage out and have those difficult conversations and and you know, seek to, to restore things where, where we can... You know, That's sometimes really bring people with us if we need to bring people with us just to be extra sets of, of ears and observation just to, to help us to make sure that we're not blaming or accusing people, but really just kind of speaking out of the place of, of uh, where we're at and how we feel and how we've been hurt. And, and hopefully through all of that, two people can be be open to to hearing that and acknowledging um, and, and offering apologies to, to people when, when they have, in fact, hurt someone. That, I think, is something that we should work on every day.
0: Um, but boy, that's a hard one.
1: It is a hard one. And then, you know, on the other side of the spectrum, what do you do when something has been done over a period of time, when something has been done and the person involved doesn't think that they've done anything wrong? Um, You know, abuse that happens over time. um, Or even just the power struggle that
0: happens in relationships, you know, Um, not even being able to acknowledge that my expectation of another is... An unrealistic expectation, and therefore, that's causing the breach.
1: I think this is where you know we we don't forget, but then it it becomes a part of it in holding on to it. It's, it's also preventing us to move forward in our lives. And and so, how do we maybe reframe ourselves to think about one at the very beginning? Lift this up to God. Ask God for help with how we think about this and then how do we let go of some of this how do we how do we let go of the way that that pain is holding us back and and preventing us from living with the joy that we could experience if we weren't so holding on to this anger and this resentment and hurt in our life
0: you know you say that and i think oprah on one of her shows she talked about forgiveness as accepting accepting that there will never be another um outcome or another Mm -hmm. another path Mm -hmm. that this is the path that's happened in the past and that forgiveness is accepting that that's the path Mm -hmm. and and i think some of what you're saying is it, it feels like when we constantly wish and long that some that there would have been a different outcome we prevent ourselves from being able to free ourselves, from being able to offer the, or offer or receive forgiveness or ask for forgiveness or be a part of that relationship mm-hmm. renewal, and we get stuck in this This hurts, and, and, and that person's going to hurt me, and I just need to expect that that person's going to hurt me, and, and, and then I don't have any power in that. And,
1: mm-hmm. and it, it changes you, too, to see things more negatively. I mean, I think... Sometimes for, for people who have, have been so hurt by someone close to them, you know, how much harder it would be for, for people to, to move beyond that, um, for, for people to, you know, let go of that. And um, I, I mean, I just, I just I pray for that, for that to happen for people and not a, not a forgetting, but a place that, is, is, that leads to some healing and peace in people's lives, right. as opposed to the, the anger and resentment
0: of what has been done in the past. And so the thread you keep bringing back in is this, this sense of relationship. Last week we talked about it as community, mm-hmm. that we are best as God's people when we are in community. Mm-hmm. And how do we continue to bring God's renewal into the community, and and forgiveness is really one way to do that when used in a healthy way. So, an unhealthy way, I'm going to throw this in there, would be the one the times when we we won't, we refuse, mm-hmm. or we can't see. You mentioned it a little bit earlier. We just can't see how we need that forgiveness, how we need that renewal brought in.
1: Yeah, ironically, I looked up the the actual meaning of forgiveness in the dictionary, and it it describes forgiveness as um, you know, to stop feeling resentment or anger towards someone. And ironically, that that's so one-sided. And I think through the Bible, we we see so much fuller uh, definition of forgiveness as being a relationship between two people. You know, even in looking at the Ten Commandments, you know, the first three talk about how we are to live in relationship with God. The rest talk about how we live in relationship with others. Right. And, you know, God tells us if we hurt one another. It's not gonna cause something good in our relationships. And you know, I I think that's just such an important piece of how do we where we can be focused on what can we do to restore the relationships in our lives. I think you know sometimes also what happens is especially now in our world people have such strong Thoughts and opinions on things, and sometimes aren't able uh, to come together and talk with each other. Um, and so then, what happens as a as a byproduct of that is that we we cause more hurt through what we say, or what we do, or what we don't say, or how we view other people. Um, that is that is causing a, a whole different level of you know how do we. How can we forgive someone who, who does something that we so disagree with? And, and it's further dividing us, yeah. too, as, as a, a people, as a people of faith. Um, so I, I think we have, to, we have to be attentive to that as well. Here's another
0: arm of this, another branch of this, and that is what about forgiveness when reconciliation isn't going to be an option? You know, maybe the person has died mm-hmm. or maybe it's something that happened a long, long time ago and you have no way to communicate with that person or, um, or uh, you know, I don't know.
1: Yeah, I, I think this is what makes forgiveness so complicated. It's not so easy to just say, oh, I forgive them right. because obviously, you know, what has been done hasn't changed, doesn't change. You, you don't get that sort of reconciliation in that process, and you know there, I think you know how can we turn to prayer first and foremost of asking God to help us through through the the pain of this um, and then and helping us to be able to slowly let go of some of that so that it doesn't keep shaping us so negatively. Right. I heard today from Ann Hill about how this image of how when we carry all of these things that have been, you know, done to us, they're like carrying heavy rocks in our pockets. Mm -hmm. And how do we let go of those, that heaviness that weighs us down? It's a great image, Mm -hmm. but how do we do that physically in our lives, especially when it's not so easy for someone to lift them out for us? You know, how do we cut open those pockets so that we stop carrying that stuff around and i don't i don't have the answer for that i wish i did which is which is why i didn't want to speak to this topic oh
0: yeah this isn't about us having answers i know
1: but but i I think there too we need god and and maybe maybe part of it is not being afraid to, to talk with each other about some of these things that weigh so
0: heavy on us. Community a, is really at the core yeah. of everything we're talking about with this, isn't it?
1: As a way to just lighten that a little bit. so.
0: Well, and I think some courage, courage to speak, courage to really listen. There's power in our stories being heard, power in our stories being spoken, and courage that comes with those actions as well. The other thing I, I heard
1: that I, I think is so true is that if someone does something against me, I, I probably have um, the ability to forgive them for what they have done. But it's a whole nother matter when, when someone has done or said something against someone I love because same okay, mama bear exactly like you are so protective right. of the people that you are close to yeah. your kids your spouse your, your family everybody and whatever it might be you are just so protective of them and then how do you how do you forgive people when either through closed-mindedness or you know just an arrogance or an ignorance in you know what they are doing or saying cause such deep hurts in the people that you love and you know again I don't I don't know what the answer is there either other than to say that how hard it is when that's what you're you're facing to forgive someone who has hurt someone you love.
0: So what are some of the virtues of this? What are some of the things that bring us hope and, and bring us to God? I think one of the things that I, that I really like to think about is that we are renewed. That in God's forgiveness, we are made new. In our baptism, we are reminded that God's forgiveness makes us new every moment, every day. Mm-hmm. And that community and relationship can be restored.
1: Yeah, it was like that freeing power that forgiveness has that you were talking about yeah. earlier, and I mean, obviously, this is a topic we have to pay attention to, given how many times it comes up in the Bible, how many times Jesus speaks to it, and, you know, maybe one other place to to lift up is, is just this, the great parable um, in Luke 15, where You know, there's all these things that have been lost. And then, you know, ultimately it's the prodigal son who wanders away from home after, you know, first asking his dad to, like, pretty much give him his inheritance before he even dies. And, um, you know, spends it all, you know, finds himself in the lowest of the lows. And then finally returns home. And, you know, you would think that the father could be so upset with just the waste of all of that, but instead, you know, the father responds with arms wide open and a place at the table, a feast to celebrate that he is returned home.
0: So this would be the prodigal son found in Luke 15, right? Yes. Do you want to read it? It begins at verse 11, it goes to 32. You know, the other side of that is what happens at the end. The other brother who stayed the whole time, who, who, you know, never got the party with his friends, who has worked tirelessly, and I I think really is going to struggle with forgiveness here. Here's, here's this other, other kid who's finally coming back, has spent all the money, been really careless, and now wants to come back and not, he's going to not get to be the worker, but he's going to be get full family privileges again and he really it sounds like he's really resentful in there at the end um, about that towards his dad and and even towards his brother
1: and it is left unresolved at the end of that passage sure. but what I what I what I like about that is I I think that's where so often we find ourselves kind of caught between the how how we've been affected by something our sense of what's fair and what's not right. and then also kind of seeing like this perfection and ideal of God the father's mm-hmm. grace outpouring and love outpouring and forgiveness outpouring yeah. upon this son and what I, I i really like there is that it it doesn't come to this happy tied up ending where you know, the older brother is still sort of left with this, but we also don't know that it ends there either. And and so that might be reflective of, of how sometimes forgiveness takes, sometimes it takes years and years for people to be able to come to a, a different place with the events that have happened of the past. and And sometimes there's not a forgetting, but there's a letting go of what's happened so that it doesn't prevent people from being able to celebrate not being able for people to be a part of this life and joy and love that God wants us to experience and you know I think that's where it comes back to the relationship too God holds this ideal up for all of us and it's a hard ideal to live in because relationships are really hard work but you know what when we are focused on one another and we're focused on communicating with one another, including all of the hurts and pain that sometimes happens, then I, I think we are more free to be who we are and we're more free to be able to receive the blessings of being together too.
0: Well, and I love what you chose about this passage in Luke was at the end. If if, if we go that this is the metaphor and that the Father is God the the fatted calf was always there for the older brother and the fatted calf is once again there for the other brother and if that's God's grace for us then what an amazing gift in the midst of all of this but you did this to me but you did that to me you know but at the same point at the heart of it what this father is saying to these boys is but my grace and my love has always been there for you And it's going to always be there for you. Well, thanks, Sherry, for being here as for this discussion on forgiveness in our Sins and virtues podcast series. Hopefully, for all of you, some of these ideas have sparked or will spark more conversation in your small groups and your homes this week. We pray that this conversation helps you renew your faith in God and strengthen your relationships in your faith community.